Welcome to the Brian P. Swift All Things Inspirational Show. Brian is a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and success coach. Are you ready to move your vision forward and be inspired every Wednesday a little afternoon? Here is your host, Brian P. Swift. Good afternoon and welcome to the Brian P. Swift, a.k.a. the Quadfather Show. We're here to talk about all things inspirational and we have a special guest today that we'll be bringing on in a bit. So I hope you're ready to be inspired. I hope you're excited about the holiday in front of us and are in the middle of doing something fun like cooking or making some food. As I usually start out, I usually want to give you little insights as to who exactly the Quad Father is and why we do a show called All Things Inspirational. I believe it's important to keep yourself inspired, to keep yourself motivated, to help us get through these tough times. We all have issues and problems that we work through. We all do it differently, but it is much easier to do as as you motivate yourself and inspire yourself, and that can be done in numerous ways. I like to exercise. I like to do woodworking. I like to listen to loud music. I go for long rides. So we all have different ways that we keep ourselves motivated and inspired. I'm going to tell you about the first book that the Quad Father wrote. Um, it, it's called Up, Getting Up is the Key to Life. And I kind of share some of my, I'll call them personal paradigms of mental, emotional, and spiritual recovery when I got hurt over 40 years ago. That's when I broke my neck playing football at the age of 17, the day after Christmas. That obviously brought on the need to face certain challenges of life as a quad. So, and I I am a C5, C6 quad. What that means is uh, when I first got hurt, I was paralyzed from the neck down and couldn't move my arms or anything below that. So I've come very far since then. I've been blessed. And since then, inspiring and motivating has always been part of my my journey to inspire people, not just with similar similar in, uh, injuries, but also to create hope uh, for their caregivers, their families, their friends, and their loved ones. So that's what Up Getting Up the Key to Life is about. And then I was blessed to write a second book and have it published, which is called Rising Up. And Rising Up came out about three years ago, and this was more of a book to help empower you get past your own self-limiting beliefs, kind of challenge your way of thinking, and give you a different perspective on life. Because sometimes we get stuck in a rut. We get stuck with a certain mindset. And let's be honest, these last couple of years have been difficult on everybody. And not everybody has the support or the ability to get themselves out of these ruts. So that being said, I've written Rising Up to help you drive it, drive and tap into your courage, to help you tap into your strengths and passion, and to help you build confidence to overcome challenges, obstacles, and as we just saw this past year, unexpected changes in life that throws us because there is no playbook for what we all just got through with this with this pandemic. And hopefully everybody came out, as I talked about before, everybody came out with hopefully a little better skill set, maybe uh, picked up a, a hobby. And I like to believe it maybe made us rethink our journey every day that we take and all the things we take for granted. 
So again, rising up will help you create the right mindset to implement success while you create kind of an intentional life and purpose. So those are those were my first two books. Again, I wanted to just uh, every every show share a little bit about uh, the Quad Father and. I was branded the quad father after my 40th year of being in a wheelchair as a quadriplegic. And I'm excited to talk about talk with our guest coming up in a little bit. And he is a uh, Pete Santucci is a paraplegic. And the difference, just so you, you understand, a paraplegic is somebody who is paralyzed from the waist down, but still uses uh, a wheelchair as a means to get around. So... That's going to be exciting for several reasons. One, he has got the same mindset as I do, too. Pete start, has started numerous companies as a wheelchair user. And right now, his company that he is running out of Plainfield is called Ultimate Independence, which is in Plainfield. So, and Pete will tell you much more about that. But, you know, and, and we both have these insights of dealing with obstacles so I, I i could ask the question has anybody dealt with obstacles we know they have everybody has and if have you been knocked down we know everybody has so i still deal with them as positive as i can i joke that i have a master's degree in being knocked down which i do because i've been knocked down enough but i've been blessed to also have a doctorate degree in rising up and Rising up is really what we want to teach people to do. Rise up, get beyond their self-limiting beliefs, and whatever that may be, deal with it in a manner that gives you a better skill set, that gives you hope, and that helps you get through whatever you need to while smiling, because it's easy to smile when you have a smile. So we all have stumbling blocks. And the difference between stumbling blocks and stepping stones is how you use them because we all have stumbling blocks. It's not, it's not if, it's, it's when. You're going to stumble. And there are things in front of us that I'll call stepping stones that help us get to a better level, but sometimes we even trip over those. But it's, it's identifying that and in, in how you use them, which is truly important for all of us. So what I'm going to do is go to... Uh, commercials and then we're going to bring on our guest pete santucci so thank you for listening and we will be back in several minutes welcome back we're going to meet our new guest uh, pete santucci of ultimate independence in plainfield pete welcome to the show thanks brian thanks for having me as i said earlier uh pete and i have known each other for for numerous years we actually met at a expo in schomburg an abilities expo that uh if you are looking for ideas for any with any type of disability or or just to make your home a little more accessible in any way the expo is once a year it's a great place to go so the pete and i met there somehow ran into each other and we've been friends ever since but you know pete is not an average guy in a wheelchair and i think that's why we connected um Pete, Pete's a businessman, and he's got his hands into so many different things. And I think that that is that's that motivation that it takes to do that. It's still functioning every day 
from a wheelchair and getting out and driving and dealing with customers, that takes a lot of energy and it takes a lot of grit. And that's something that Pete has. So Pete, as I said, is a paraplegic. I am a quad. So there's certain differences we have. But Pete, what did you do before you got injured? I was a plumber, a licensed plumber for probably close to 20 years. And then you got, you hurt and broke your back, your... I actually went in for back surgery. I, I walked in, and that was the last time I walked. Oh, wow. So the surgery is what put you in the chair? Correct. All right. And no corrective surgery, no... They went in the next day to try and fix what they messed up, and it was too late. Gotcha. Question, how long have you been in the chair? A little over 15 years. All right. And... You've dealt, you've dealt with the going from full walking, full mobility, you know, having your own job to I'm assuming at some point, I don't know if you had to stop, you had to stop running that company or whatnot, but what drove you to keep moving forward and start, let's call it, let's start the company you have now, Ultimate Independence. What drove you to put in that kind of effort to do all the things you do? The, uh. Uh, the other company that used to, they, they did the uh, accessibility for my home when I was building it. And I really liked what they did. So, um, long story short, I ended up making them offer on the company about six years ago. That company has since closed. We've reopened as Ultimate Independence. And, you know, that's what got me going, helping my, my phrase was to people when, when I first opened up and to this day, I could make a little money and help a lot of people. I agree. And, we, and, and I think that that's a, a thought process that we all need to have because I'm a believer that everybody could win. You know what I mean? There's, I, there is enough business out there. There's enough opportunity out there where everybody could win. This country doesn't have to have uh, a line drawn between winners and losers and the top and the bottom. I mean, and there are people who, you know, they're in, in life, like sports, there are winners, there are losers, but that doesn't have to define you, unfortunately. But you can move forward with that philosophy. That being said, tell us a little bit about what exactly does Ultimate Independence do. Okay, so our main focus is accessibility in and out of a home, in and out of a bath, bathtub, showering. Um, we do ceiling lifts and VPLs, uh, like an elevator outside the house to get into the house. Um, we also do complete remodels of bathrooms and kitchens for people. Um, we've also ventured out this year into a full HVAC company and a home inspection company just trying to get things out there for people. Awesome, awesome. And obviously, being in a wheelchair, you have a, a much different perspective than somebody not in a wheelchair from the need per end and the use end. So, you know, you can roll into a house and understand that that doorway, even though it might be big enough, might not be big enough for an electric wheelchair. So that 30-inch doorway or 32-inch doorway might need to be a 60-inch or a 36-inch doorway. Those are perspectives, not only eight, some of them ADA requirements, you know, on something like a, uh, a ramp, but you have a perspective not just from being in the wheelchair, but also understanding ADA requirements. Yes. So the ADA requirements in a home 
actually don't matter. ADA is for public access in the buildings. So if I were to build a home for Brian, I would say, what do we need? What makes Brian most comfortable? Um, you know, 36-inch wide doors throughout the house so you can get in every room. That's really important. You know, if you have a basement, getting to that basement somehow is important. Gotcha. And I know you do a lot of home home remodels. Uh, how how much do you do a lot of commercial work, or is that something you're looking at venturing into? We are looking to venture into commercial work. Um, a lot of it is they're big union companies, and we're just a small shop, so they don't look at us. But we have done some work for villages, um, like VPLs, so they can get people on and off stages and in and out of offices. All right. Awesome. And, and like you said, you're, you're not a, a big union company now. Maybe you, you never want to be, and, and there's some benefits to that. But you're out there and you're available for people to contact you, whether it's to come out and give them a quote, whether it's to give them any, some type of game plan on what they need to do to be accessible, whether that's a village, a park district, or just a, pr- a private business, correct? Yes. Awesome, awesome. And I know you talked about you. You have, so you have several. I'll call them several different businesses going, and the HVAC business. Interesting because I know as a quad, I don't have full lung capacity, so breathing can become an issue with myself. And I know with quite a few people that are wheelchair bound, it can become an issue. They're breathing, and and let's face it, the our HVAC systems are the lungs of our house, correct? Yes, they are. Um, that's why, so it was kind of a, a no-brainer for us to get, we got uh, two days before COVID hit, we took a brand new duct cleaning machine into our thing. And my thought was, well, we do work, like Brian said, with quads who have breathing issues. Well, we're here putting this stuff in for you. Why don't we clean your ducts while we're here? So... We can get the 20 years worth of dust and allergens and stuff out of the ductwork so you can breathe easier and dust less. Well, you know, and that is important. Uh, I I hate to say it, in our last home, not where we're at now, I honestly can't remember even changing the filter. I'm sure we did. But when you pull one of those filters out, even after a year or two, it's amazing what they do catch. And if you don't have a breathing problem, I think they'd be shocked at how much it can affect somebody that does have a breathing issue. And you don't have to be in a wheelchair to have a breathing issue. I mean, many adults who uh, have maybe uh, adult onslaught uh, uh, asthma or other breathing conditions, it definitely could affect them, especially pet owners that have, you know, a lot of dog hair or cat hair running, uh, you know, roaming around the house. Um, that can clog things up. So having those having those lungs of the house cleaned your hvac system is important so they could call you to have that also cleaned correct awesome now question for you i know there's a lot of commercials out there for spraying or sanitizing the duct systems and or the home have you gotten into anything like that yet? Uh, in, you're spraying any type of, I don't know, antimicrobial or some type of preventative, especially I know since COVID, 
came out, everybody's extremely worried about, you know, the cleanliness and, and air quality. And you, I think you mentioned did you do something with air quality, too. Yes, we have a spray sanitizer that we spray into the vents um, and run the system so it circulates through the system as as it's on. And it does take care of 99% of um, viruses and bacteria in the air. Awesome. And you're seeing more of that. And I think you're seeing more people utilize it because people want to take as many risks out of their home, which unfortunately we've spent way too much time in this past year. Not that our homes are bad and not that spending time with family is bad, but getting outdoors is really critical for so many people. And that's why we started Swift Outdoor Accessible Recreation, and you've been a big supporter of that, and thank you for that, Pete, and your company, um, to get people like us outdoors, right? So, Yeah, I, th- I think that's important. It's to get out, do something. Uh, you know, there's hand cycles, there's out off-road wheelchairs now. I mean, there's so much to do. There's actually accessible campers, RVs, if you can rent one, just to get out and be normal. Yeah, and and normal and normal is a funny word, and 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 I don't even think it's trying to be normal as much as it is just doing the things that make you feel good. If that's something is, that is simple as sitting by a bonfire, then go sit by a bonfire. Because I don't call me crazy. I don't think I've ever seen an angry person sitting at a bonfire. Uh, I'm sure there has been, but you usually don't see angry people sitting at a bonfire. Correct. That is correct. I, that's those are some good storytelling times. Some couple beers with your friends, and it's all it's fun. Well, and it's not just the fun part; it's escaping, right? I mean, it's escaping as much as you can the the things we deal with every day, the the things we're trying to get away from, just to find that balance in our lives. So, let me ask you this: before your injury, what were your what were your outdoor hobbies, or did you have outdoor hobbies? I did. I, I liked to fish and hunt. I was no good at hunting. I couldn't hit anything. I think I've <laughs> actually heard pheasants laugh at me as they went by. Um, I loved my motorcycle. Recently, I just got back. I don't think I've even showed it to Brian lately. I bought a um, 2000 Harley with a sidecar, and at the Abilities Expo, I met a guy who had made an automatic shifter an air shifter and air brakes for it so i don't have to shift all i got to do is get strapped in and i can go awesome no you haven't shared that with me we're gonna have to uh i'm gonna have to get out to your shop and take a look at that that's awesome so you like the outdoors in numerous ways did you feel um that pent-up feeling after you got hurt when you couldn't do these things as regular as you did yes um you know, I not getting outdoors, being by a bonfire, it made me nuts. Um, you know, luckily I have good friends who drag me, or I, I I like to try stupid stuff every so often. So, you know, I'm I'm in for it. Awesome, awesome. Like you, I love the outdoors. Uh, I love fishing. I love hunting. I'm going for rides, on, and, and nowadays the paths they have through some of these. Uh, forest preserves and, and areas are, are just amazing, but our wheelchairs aren't exactly made for a lot of the outdoor use, are they? No, they're not. Like, I could do okay on hard, compact 
crushed gravel surfaces. Dirt tight is good, but anything else, it's it's a lot of strain on every part of your body. No, I I get it, especially after 40 years. It's one of those you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, because I am still in a manual wheelchair. I know you still use a manual wheelchair, and I think we both do it for the same reason, which is to try to stay in shape to give us some form of exercise and a little more form of independence because it is easier to get around in a manual wheelchair especially getting in people's homes and in certain spots using the manual wheelchair so yeah i have a power wheelchair i take when we go camping and stuff i don't like using it on a regular basis because i don't feel alive in it i can't reach the ground if i drop something i can't you know jump over a curb with it so there's a lot of stuff that i don't enjoy but i realize when i'm camping in dirt and mud i have to be in the power chair nope i get it and that's what that's what soar does we try to get people the equipment that they can use to get back outdoors and do the things they love and and i don't know if people realize there are people in our conditions that that still snow ski they water ski they do i mean they do almost every activity out there that they did before it's just the equipment they need which as you well know or know too well insurance won't pay for correct they do not pay for any recreational Uh, state of michigan does if you live in michigan and you're listening you might be lucky and be able to get something but outside of that i know in my 40 years i've not seen it um and and i do have numerous people like yourself that have been uh that have had to deal with trying to just get the basics they need for their own everyday wheelchair and because you're in a manual chair and you work every day you probably beat up your chair a bit compared to others i abused my chair before i got my van i had a car a four-door and i would have to tip the chair take the wheels off bounce it off the cement to get it into the car i mean my two chairs before this one were missing pieces and parts and all sorts of good stuff. So, Pete, what keeps what keeps you motivated? I think the thought of just trying to help people. Um, you know, being if you have any questions on anything, I'm not afraid to answer them. I mean, I'll answer almost any question. You know, you, if you sit at home and feel sorry for yourself, you're not helping anybody. And like Brian has said before, we all have good days and bad days. Believe me, the bad days suck. But the next day, you could be fine. It, it, the sun's shining, you're breathing, you know, it's it's all good. So is there anything in particular you do when you're having a down day to try to bring yourself out of that? I, I spend time with my dogs. Um, they make me feel happy. So... You know, it's it's just trying to get out of it. Yeah, sometimes you just need to sit in a room, a dark room, and cry. Never thought of that. Um, and you're right. I mean, you know, I, I'm not going to deny that I haven't had my moments of that, but I've been blessed that they've been short moments because I don't believe people have a bad... I don't believe people have a... A bad year. I believe people have a, a bad situation or a, a bad hour that turns into a bad day 
man, maybe it turns into a bad couple days, but this is when you need to catch yourself, right? Yeah. You, you can't let a bad day turn into a bad week. No. You can't let a bad week turn into a bad month or a bad month turn into a bad summer. And this is where people, especially people ask, we have to learn because we have tough situations throughout the whole day with certain things, whether it's a catheter issue, whether it's an accessibility issue, whether it's I drop something and of course it rolls to the farthest corner of the room under somewhere you can't get to, which is Murphy's Law and you know what happens. So we deal with these things every day and we have a good reason to probably be slightly bitter. So what do you do? You know, I mean, dogs is a great way to, I mean, I don't, I don't, again, a do- dog is like a bonfire. I don't, yeah. I don't know how you could be unhappy around any kind of dog. I've yet to see it. And if you are, then you probably need more than my assistance to escape that that rut you're in. Um, because, yeah, dogs are, are like a happy pill. It's the best happy pill you could take. Absolutely. Awesome. Anything before we go to commercial that you want to tell us about your business? Well, we're locally um, owned here, uh, small business. And, you know, we we treat, I know this is kind of cliche, we treat people like they need to be treated. Um, so, you know, if you need anything, you can give us a call and we'll be willing to help you out. And you will help, you, you'll hear Pete's commercials on, uh, on the air, especially uh, every Wednesday. So you can listen up for the information. You can reach out to me uh, at brianpswift.com is one way to get a hold of me and there's different ways to get a hold of us i know also pete just a fact you you felt so strongly about what happened to steve mcmichael you reached out to try to help him too i know i don't know the the situation i know it's a horrific situation on his end but i know you have such a big heart that that you wanted to reach out and do whatever you could for him and his family and had an opportunity to offer them all your insights and whatnot, correct? Yes, we, we helped them, um, sold them most of the equipment for the house, for the accessibility for the house. Um, it's really sad when you meet one of your idols growing up and he's like that. Um, I hope he... he you know, unfortunately, with that disease, it, today is the best day. It, it doesn't get any better. Yeah, and and like you said, we we've seen him play at such a high level, and uh, he's been dealt a tough hand. I mean, and and you you hate to say it, if anybody was mentally tough enough to deal with it, he is that gritty guy that can because it's not it's not a hand that unfortunately gets any better. At least that we know of. Hopefully, man, I hope we figure it out at some point but it's a tough hand to be dealt well pete thanks for coming on thanks i appreciate it and uh we're gonna you're gonna get a chance to hear some of our sponsors that you know I, I from the bottom of my heart i thank you for helping us put this show on pete you have a great thanksgiving i appreciate everything you do for the disabled community and the community in general you have such a big heart god bless and uh i look forward to talking to you after the show. Okay. Thanks. Have a good Thanksgiving, uh, everybody. Fit.com. Well, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed listening to uh, Pete Santucci. If you have any needs, please give him a call. I want to talk about 
some uncomfortable truths um, that that sometimes we need to accept and help help us move forward. And uh, things I do live on and live by and stand by. So uh, the first one is, you know, if you continue to wait, and I see too many people waiting to move forward in life, you know, they're waiting for the perfect opportunity. They're waiting for the perfect time. There's always that, you know, always that, you know, but for or if I had. But if you wait until you think you're ready, you're going to wait for the rest of your life. You just take the chance, take the opportunity and start doing those things that you're waiting on now because we just don't know if tomorrow is going to come. And I, because I think ultimately, I don't know if we fear new opportunities. Um, I, I, I think we, we fear, you're going to fear the old pain versus the new opportunity. So trust me, I, I don't think that anybody is going to look back and, and say, I, I, I shouldn't have when it comes to challenging yourself, whether that be go out and start that business, go out and be that entrepreneur that you want, go out and take that calculated chance. I didn't just say chance, but calculated chance and, and be self-aware while you're doing it. Um, you have to be extremely self-aware to be able to admit when you've become toxic or when you're playing the blame game or maybe when your ego gets in the way because it, it is your responsibility to create your great future. And ultimately, I believe people are, people are capable of great things. They just don't know it. Or maybe nobody's told you that you are capable of great things because trust me, regret will haunt you more than failure. Failure... Failure is going to come and go because it's going to happen, but regret, it, it's going to haunt you. And uh, as I've mentioned before, I'm a John Maxwell certified coach and speaker. And one of the programs that I teach in one of his books is called Sometimes You Win, Sometimes You Learn, which I think is a great play on sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. And I have had that mentality of not losing as long as you learn. So as long as you are learning, you are not losing. So the worst thing that happens to you is you learn a lesson. You take on that risk. Maybe it doesn't work out the way you did. So you pick yourself back up, you get up, you rise up, and you try again. And there will be people around you that try to tear you down and try to control you. And sometimes they may think they're protecting you are protecting your boundaries and, and they might have good intentions, but you have to go out there with your dream. You have to go out there with your vision and you have to get out there and do the things that you have dreamed about doing because trust me, the longer you wait, you'll end up looking back and, and having that regret. And trust me, regret is tough to live with. I don't regret being in the wheelchair because I had nothing to do with it. But looking back, I am so glad that I've tried so many different things, whether it be wheelchair sports, played a lot of quad rugby, track and field. I even swam competitively. And for those who know me, look at me and will tell you um, I do not look like a swimmer um, by any stretch, but actually uh, competed at a pretty high level swimming. Uh, I beat the water. I'm, I'm an ugly swimmer, I should say. 
that's why I'm on radio, I guess, versus TV. But uh, I enjoy doing it. I enjoy the competing. I enjoy the challenges. And it's helped me succeed in other areas of life. So that, I mean, why do, why do I succeed? Why do I want to help other people? Again, I believe everybody's capable of amazing things. And I succeed because I'm willing to do the things that most people aren't. And they're not things that you're incapable of. It's just I've put my fear aside. I put my self-doubt aside. I'm not afraid to fail. I'll fight against the odds because, trust me, as a quad, as a para, whatever it is, you are a statistic. And that statistic back in 1979 was not a pretty statistic of what my life was supposed to be like. Or Pete would probably tell you, statistically, the chances of a para running a business, having a good relationship, owning his own home, those statistics, you might have a better chance of winning the lottery. But yet he's made it work for years. I've been blessed to to make things work for years. I've been married for 33 years. Um, again, that probably breaks any statistic on marriage out there. And I, yes, I know what you're thinking. She's very lucky. And I would agree with you that she is blessed to be married to me. Um, no, I am joking. I am truly blessed to be married for 33 years. I'm even more blessed to be married 33 years and have a wife that's an awesome mother to three amazing kids and have a awesome corporate career for for over 20 years. But those are choices I make. And I think one of our biggest blessings that we have that we overlook is our ability to make choices. It's it's so important. I don't think we we understand the impact that has on us because let's be honest every day you wake up if you have a choice right you could be happy or you could be sad you'd be sad because you got to get up you could be sad because it's cold out you could be sad because you've got to go to work or you could just be happy that you got up and you have another day to be a better you you have another day to help other people be better and i know last time i talked about it in equation of of success and, and basically it was every day you wake up and you figure out how to be better emotionally how to be better spiritually and how to be better physically and then you help others be better emotionally spiritually and physically and then you just repeat that and that is i i, I it sounds simple i know it's not that simple but yet deciding to do that is simple and I'm willing to sacrifice certain things and not have my fear shackle me, not have my insecurities or doubt. And trust me, when you're sitting in a chair, a wheelchair, there's tons of insecurities that come along with that. If you let them get a hold of you and bury you, uh, you know, is is from a man's point of view, it certainly pulls that rug out from under you because it you don't feel that way anymore. You know, how do, how do I feel like I could protect my family? How do I feel I could, you know, stand toe to toe in the corporate world and compete out there? And yet I did. Same thing Pete does. Same thing uh, other guests that you'll hear down the line do. We put those things aside. We, mot- we motivate and accomplish ourselves and accomplish ourselves and accomplish our, the things that we want and our goals. So we decide not to lose. We decide that 
we'll never stop getting better. We'll never stop improving. And we kind of faithfully move forward towards our goals and decide to never give up. So take, take that little bit of information with you. Um, I hope it helps. Another thing I want to talk about, and it's, it, it may sound crazy, but I believe it has helped so many people that I have worked with in the past get through some tough times. And it is called deliberate discomfort, or some people may call it stress inoculation. So you, I know the term dis, deliberate discomfort sounds odd. But basically, it means, yes, putting yourself in a situation that you know is going to be difficult and you know you're going to maybe have physical pain, but you're going to have to get through it and survive. And for me, I do that when I go off for rides in my manual wheelchair. So this, my disabled discomfort is I know I can ride two miles, no problem. So if I go out a mile from the house, I know I have to turn around and push a mile back from the house. So on certain days, what I will do is go out and ride three miles from the house intentionally knowing that my arms hurt, it's hot out, and, and the humidity's beating down on me, and I've got you know a quarter of a water bottle left, but I've got to turn around and, and ride three miles home. So what do I do? I turn around and I figure out how to get home. And you know what? I just turn around and I start pushing and I just send my mind somewhere else. And I stop thinking about the discomfort, but I put myself in that situation. You, you could do it in a lot of ways. So it's not, I, I'm not saying put yourself in a dangerous situation. I'm saying challenge yourself, push yourself beyond the comfort zone, get out of the comfort zone. This is something the military does. Um, the military, this is exactly what the military does, you know, in, in, a, in their training by, you know, having soldiers crawl in the mud while having live rounds fired over their heads. So for me, as I said, I, I push the wheelchair, you know, beyond where I know my comfort level is. So there are other scenarios that can help you handle real life encounters. Um, I just think that we have to learn and trust ourselves that we can deal with those situations, that we can inspire ourselves, we can motivate ourselves. And I know a lot of people think those words are in, interchangeable, but they're not. So I will explain the difference. The motivation is temporary. Is per, is, is 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 temporary. Motiv I can motivate a team of basketball players. I can motivate a team of football players to do certain things, get them ready for a game. I can motivate my kids, you know, maybe for some type of competition or, or whatnot. But motivation kind of is an external factor that is imposed, me as a coach, me as a father, that is imposed on somebody. And it does work. Motivation does work. But as I said, it is extremely temporary. So how does that compare to inspiration well inspiration is something that we do from within ourselves that we create within ourselves inspiration is that fire that burning fire to make a difference to become significance so inspiration kind of comes from something you do to yourself a mindset a way of moving forward uh 
and it lasts longer because it is something that you've created. That it's your idea. And, and more than just thinking about it, I would tell people to make sure you get it down into goals, written goals, not just goals like, hey, I know what the next step is. I, I've got to do this, but you've got to write them down. You got to make them real. I know the acronym out there are, you know, make sure the goals are SMART goals. And that's an acronym that's been used for, you know, 40, 50 years when it comes to goals. I'll even recommend using a vision board. And we've all heard the term vision. You got to have a vision. Leaders have got to have a great vision. Uh, I, I believe everybody's got to have a vision for themselves, what they see themselves being in five years. Um, that 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 challenges me. If I am not a better vision, if I don't have a better vision of me in a year or two, what? Why get up every day and chase that? So that's what I get up and chase. So all a vision board is is really taking your goals and putting them putting them on a piece of cardboard or putting them on some poster board of that vision of where you see yourself, that new car you want to buy, uh, maybe that vacation you want to take the kind of money you want to make, whatever that is, create a vision board for yourself, hang it where you see it every day, and utilize it every day. Because that, along with your goals, will help you build this resilience, this mental toughness, because I believe that resiliency and mental toughness is just another muscle in our body. We just got to learn to build it up. Um, and you do that, in my opinion, through some type of deliberate discomfort. I, I don't believe that anybody out there who has reached a an, an, an athletics at a certain level has not put themselves through an en- enormous amount of pain. Um, it, I, and I'll even say that at high school level, um, you see what those athletes go through. Uh, whether and I don't, I'm not talking about any sport in particular, girls' sports, boys' sports, all the sports. What always amazed me was uh, it, at having kids who played at the high school level was the first people you saw when you went there were the band members. When you were leaving at the end of the day, the band members. I was shocked. I was 100% impressed to see how hard those band members Worked And yes, as a kid, you always thought, he's in the band, they're in the band. Uh, I mean, come on. I I know people are thinking about it. They're laughing. We all said it. But I'll tell you something. You know, where I come from in Mokina, those band members, they work. And I've seen them be instructed by whoever runs the band. They could be a football coach, too, because he doesn't take it easy on them. And those people are out there from... The time you get up to the time you go to bed, it's amazing how hard that group practices. So my uh, kudos out to band members. I never thought I'd say that probably 50 years ago, but crazily impressed with the effort that they do put in. And again, they're out there because of a passion. They're out there because of they're doing something they love. And that is what life's meant for. Life's too short. You never know when it's going to change. For Pete, it changed a little over 15 years ago. For me, it changed 41 years ago uh, at the age of 17. So life can sneak up on you. There's no guarantees. Live it with purpose. Live it spirited. 
take chances, take risks, and definitely leave your comfort zone behind. Trust me, you'll be glad you did. Once again, I appreciate you all listening. You could find uh, Brian, you can find me at brianpswift.com. Check out our nonprofit, Source, which is SOAR, which is Swift Outdoor Accessible Recreation. And uh, I've got a, a, a couple more minutes left. Giving Tuesday is coming up. Giving Tuesday is a national day of giving, which is the Tuesday after Thanksgiving. So it is next week. You can't believe the millions of dollars that are donated to 501c3 nonprofits. Um, SOAR is a 501c3 nonprofit. And not just money is donated. People can donate their time, their expertise, and, and so many other things to help foundations and nonprofits do the great work they do. And on that day, it's the day of giving because they match, which when I say they, I mean, I think Facebook and, and their couple other companies match a percentage of whatever is donated that day. So you come to Brian Swift's Facebook page. Soar also has a fa- Facebook page. We are running, we will be running a Giving Tuesday campaign. And part of that campaign, uh, it, they have a neat app that is out that's coming out, and I believe it is out now, where you can put that app on your phone. And what the phone does is it takes your change and it automatically donates it to a nonprofit. So you pick out the nonprofit. It's pretty easy to do. And I know most people out there can can get to their phones, and I am not the best uh, with technology but they have this, as I said, this new app out that you will find we're talking about it. And um, it is called Roundup. I apologize, but it's called Roundup. If you go out there to Roundup, it's easy to sign up for. And what it does is say you spend, you know, three ninety on a burger. What it does is it takes the $0.10 cents and it gives it to a nonprofit. So basically it just rounds it up to $4.00. And all I'm saying is change, the small change out there can make a big change in a lot of people's lives. So I appreciate it. You guys have a great Thanksgiving. I appreciate you listening. This has been awesome. I love doing this. Thank you, Pete Santucci, and all my support here. And you guys have a great Thanksgiving. Overeat, watch some football, and relax. God bless.